0: And now, detailing success and PNS Double Black present
1: the Rennie Doyle Podcast, a podcast for blue-collar entrepreneurs, hosted by the detailer of Air Force One and founder of both Detailing Success and the Detail Mafia,
0: Rennie Doyle. What's up, gents? There we are.
2: Oh, you know? good morning.
0: Good morning, man. How are you?
2: Oh man, doing good. Coming at you from the new headquarters here. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, we were so gotta, we, we were here. just talking about that. They got a new headquarters, a fancy conference room office thing going on. Everything.
0: Wow. So you, gotta do do tell that, what's, what's the story on the new headquarters? You got to tell us
1: um,
2: so actually. So it's a it's a two car garage addition that we put onto the house with the office space up above like this right here. That's acoustic panels I have there. But that's an observation window actually out into the other bay. So I've got the R8 parked down there. You know, I got a big, uh, Urable able logo in the, in the epoxy. Um, so can't wait. That window's coming in tomorrow.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's, you know, it's so, cause I mean, you, you've been to our place and there's something really, really amazing about living close to where you work, you know? And, and again, we're going to talk about that, you know, today, even I didn't even think about that. I put it in the notes, but. You know, sometimes we make it awfully hard on ourselves, you know, our passions. Oh. Well, we for me, just- you
1: know,
2: I, I had to get out of the house because uh, it was right. just, you know, a cluttered office is like a cluttered mind for me. I, you know, oh, wow. and we had gotten too big, too much going on to be in like our little den. You know, I needed a larger space that was a bit more built for the purpose. Um, yeah. yeah, we have, you know, we can hold conferences now. We get the whole team over here. Um, that's actually a. Uh, that table right there was made from um, the wood of a an old white oak tree on our property that had died, and and wow. went over It's like a 250 year old uh, white oak. They call it a, a William Penn oak. Um, so we harvested that wood so we could make cool things like this. So that that's going to be passed on for generations in the family. You know, <laughs> it's.
0: You know, Kyle you know, Say
2: you know,
0: so again. What was that?
2: We had enough wood coming out of Uncle Buck, which is what we named our tree. Um, Kyle's got a table similar to this with live edges and a couple of benches, and there's another big stack of wood back in the, the barn that we had kiln dried. It's all set to go whenever, you know, Chris gets a house. So we really wanted to make something that that, that, that you know, was kind of paying homage to Uncle Buck because he was here long before any of us, and that tree was so magnificent. Was the reason I actually bought this property and had the house put here. You know, so you know,
0: we have a giant sequoia out in front of our house. And, uh, you know, they don't, they don't, ours isn't giant. Ours was planted relatively, it's probably 20, 25 years old. But just thinking those 20, 25 years, the story, Uncle Buck, think of the story, of that tree. And I know that's kind of weird. Uncle, and it's Uncle off Buck
2: the was here when the Indians lived here. That's right. the crazy
0: thing. That tree is freaking old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. probably should have like end of its life saying, take me back. You know, I want to, I like the Indians better. You know, I mean, we've, we've done a good yeah. job. Of, we've done a good job. I mean, this country is amazing. This world's amazing. Right. But we sure have paved it over, you know, but oh, it's, I love, we've got a, we've got a, we got a tree here that's called the grandfather tree and it's the, they believe it's the oldest living lodge pine uh, tree in, in the world, and it's about uh, it's approaching 400 years old now, and yeah, still sure. alive, and it's like, I mean, you just think of what it's, you know, I mean, it's survived, and and and, it, and I think it plays right into, look, like, we didn't even plan this, it comes into, I mean, you know, you got to be a tree, you got to be that that white oak, you got to stand tall, and then there's a time and end for, you know, for everything, so, well, hey, while we're talking, in my
1: in, in my case, it's grapefruit trees. So, you know, I, I live in, uh, in the valley here where it was all citrus, but I've got, a, I've got a massive grapefruit tree in my backyard that's been here. I mean, I, I'm in the house I grew up in. So I'm 47, and that tree was here before I was. And it's a gorgeous tree, and it's still doing great. You know? Yeah.
2: Well, we just wanted to make sure we paid proper respects to Uncle Buck. He was here before any of us, before the country was a country. And I thought there's no way I'm letting that poor thing just go over and rot. You know, we are going to harvest and we are going to make stuff that we pass down for generations.
0: Yeah, we we've got a certain oak here and every once in a while when you get firewood, they'll they'll, I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's like the hardest oak. Like it's even hard to burn. Right. But once you start it, like you put a little piece in your fireplace. But when I those trees are super old. And so whenever I see a piece, I set it aside because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to mill something out of that. That doesn't need to be ash. Right. So I love that. Exactly. I mean, I don't, know. there's, there's, I think there's a lot of value in sentimental things like that. I think it says a lot of who you are when you look at that instead of, like you said, just letting it die is repurpose it, bring it back into life, give it life. You don't know where that table is going to go, you know, well after you're gone, you know, exactly. I
2: mean, it's, it's going you know? to outlive me, you know, right. And I, you know? I love that aspect of it, you know.
0: No, it, it's it's so well that, that that what a great way to launch into this. So, you know, today love what you do the rowdies of the school, you know, we're Michael Evans, we've got one of the greatest uh, minds in the industry. We got hey, Michael, is it, is it awesome? You know, you're you're kind of a newer comer in this industry, definitely not new in business, but newer. Com- do we have some just awesome people in this industry? Oh.
2: Couldn't, couldn't have picked a better thing to go into, but, but that's what attracted me to it to begin with, right? That was the whole thing for me as a consumer coming into this. I, I love the service that, that was being performed. I love the fact that, you know, everybody in this industry is willing to roll up their sleeves and freaking put in the work, right? They are willing right. to put in the work. And I just thought, you know, bringing a little bit of business savvy and know-how into it. That just shines up those rough edges of the business and makes it just run that much better. And then everybody can fall in love with their businesses all over again. Because you know what it's like. You you it's a love-hate thing with your businesses, right? You love it, you love it, and then it's killing you, right? It's just Why did I ever life.
0: do this? You no, know, why <laughs> did I ever do this? Well, that's you know, and there's there we'll talk about that a little bit. You know, there's a price to pay in everything we do, right? And um, mm-hmm. you know, my journey, I mean, everybody looks Everybody looks up the mountain. Whoever's in front of them on the trail. I love to hike and mountaineer, and everybody looks at them, the people in front of them, and you know they want to be them. They want to maybe take the shortcut up. They want to do this and that. But I'll tell you, when we, you know, when I when I look back at my career, and I don't mean this looking back at people in a bad way, I I, I look back at myself and think about, oh man, at year ten, I thought I had my my poop in a group, and I was still pretty stupid, you know, um, <laughs> mainly how I was managing my time um you know and mainly how is like managing relationships i think going back to it uh staff members and all that but you know before we get deep into this michael introduce yourself and your background and and of course right now what you what you're involved in and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump right into this thing
2: well hey everybody Uh, i i recognize a lot of the names popping up on the side here so so hi everybody that uh you know is part of the community Um, So I'm Michael Abens right now, you know, we own Abens Solutions, which is the development firm responsible for your ABLE, Um, the business management system that we built specifically for, you know, the detailing PPF, Tint, ceramic coating industry. Um, I know a lot of people don't identify with detailing anymore. (laughs) They identify more with PPF or Tint, but, you know, we built it for, you know, the broader group. Prior to that, I, I ran you know large companies. Um, Dupont Pharmaceuticals was one of them. AstraZeneca. I ran a brand, a billion dollar brand in that business, and then I ran you know a small. Well, it was small when it, when we took it over in 08, Not so small now. Um, home infusion business outside of Philadelphia. Um, we grew that into the largest provider of intrathecal drug therapy in America um, in just four years from zero. Um, complex area of medicine that nobody wanted to figure out. So I put in the work and figured it out. Um, wow. And now, now we own, we own that market. So it sold that company in uh, 2012 and then it sold again in uh, 2020. So now I'm completely out of it. Um, so now it's all about uh, you're able. And, and honestly, I mean, you know, yeah, we, we like to say we're the developers of your able and that's true, but the, the, the number of fingerprints on your able right now is really humbling. <laughs> you know, it's being built and evolved by the community. Uh, we're the ones that are putting the X's and O's in place. But it is really it, it, it's more owned by the community at this point than it is us. And we just love being kind of the stewards of it and the overseers of it at this point.
0: Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about the mafia. I mean, it's grown up so much. It's more than me. Matter of fact, it'll never be me again. And I'm so proud of that because all we did is kind of like the match that started the fire. Does that make sense? And I think that's what you're saying mm-hmm. right here is that, you know, the development and so forth, you know, it started out with you guys, but it, it took on so much personality uh, because of the people, you know, it's like people here right now pay tribute. Whoever's on live, my, even if you're listening remotely afterwards, the recorded version, but you know, I, and I appreciate it. I really do. But the people that come on live, Man, that's dedication because that's at a certain time. That's hardcore. For the people that are listening and you're a regular listener, thank you. If you're not, stick around. I think we got something to offer. And and this gentleman one of them. We try to, to reach out to a lot of the great people in the industry. And I admire this man for many, many reasons. Uh, one of them is, 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 uh, is business savvy. Uh, but the primary you know, one speak- is just who he is, who he is as a man.
1: Spe- speaking of dedication and guys jumping on live, we got uh, Todd Hooper all the way from New Zealand. I had to look oh, right. uh, wow. it's, it's 5 a.m. in New Zealand right now. Wow. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Like the next day, 5 a.m., you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's like, I was always jealous of, of, of you guys in New Zealand when I was a kid because you got to celebrate Christmas a whole day early, you know? It was like, dang, hey, man, how do I get there, you know? Uh, but, you know, it, it really is, and, 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 and it's people, you know, like – uh, that gentleman, all the way in New Zealand, man, to be here. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's your, you're here to feed yourself, but what you, a lot of you that listen don't realize is you feed us. I mean, uh, Oscar can't be on today. He's traveling. Uh, he's going back to, I can't remember where he's going to. He's going somewhere. Uh, that guy's Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's, Pittsburgh he's, racking up, the next one. he's racking up air miles, you know? Uh, that's hardcore. But, you know, we just we want to thank all of you that dedicate this time, we're gonna jump in this second. So, um, you know, last week, we had a we did four events in two days, ranging from Riverside, California, all the way up to Ventura, which if you know that um, the topography of California, that's a that's a pretty big distance, you know, it's um, and we had we, we met amazing, for me boots on the ground to get on social media. I mean, social media is, is great. But what we did last week of shaking hands with people, and finding people that were just part-timers just starting out have full-time getting you see the you see the fire in their eyes man that just makes my life at this point mm-hmm. is what makes my life on the heels of that i gonna try not to get emotional uh, friday night i got a call when i was coming back my mother-in-law um my uh, i was married to my high school sweetheart um uh, and uh which her name is becky we're still really close her mom and dad were like my parents her mom especially was a safety net, my, my, Michael knows my story a little bit. Um, I got a call that Winnie wasn't doing too good, we've been monitoring, 90 years old man, lived a great life, but it doesn't, even her as probably one of the strongest humans I, I know, one of the best entrepreneurs I know, um, survived cancer three times, lost, lost a baby at birth, um, lost her a kidney and a half at 17 years old in the 1950s, wasn't supposed to live, uh, and I was blessed enough last week to watch her take her last breath with the family, and be there.
2: I'm no, sorry about that, Randy. I, yeah, I saw so, that. I yeah,
0: yeah. So Winnie, this is for you. You know, I wouldn't be the man I am. Um, I wouldn't accomplish what I've accomplished uh, without you. And so she's just this amazing human, and I'm not. You know, we're gonna ce- celebrate her life. I'm just selfishly upset because, gosh dang, to have a conversation with her was. Um, not a one of them, even as she got, you know, 89, 90 years old, you never had the same conversation twice. And she just was such a feeder. I didn't realize. I mean, I did. I watched I had at front row seats since I was 13 years old to watch this woman impact lives mine. But there are so many more. I don't know if you could fill. you'd have to have a pretty big room like this to fill up, to, 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 to allow everybody that she impacted and she touched from taking people in when they're down and letting them live with them, um, sponsoring people from other countries to come into this country, um, helping kids like me, I definitely grew on the other side of the tracks. She saw something in me, thank God. And, um, you know, and it's testimony of why we stay. But I just want to tell people right now, I'm not sad, no condolences, that if you see me upset, just merely because I know I've got to wait a while to have the next conversation. And uh, I've really, I really enjoyed her conversations. And it's it's an example of uh, generational gaps. Don't be afraid of them. Uh, this woman was so like modern and, and yet old school, yet could talk the latest things and, and, and embrace change. And um, I mean, just it, it was such a, a vivid lesson in my life. Even her death was simply freaking amazing. Um, and she went out, you know, at the bottom of the, the she went all innings into overtime and um, she never stopped scoring. She never stopped swinging at the ball. Uh, she was she was never afraid to get up to bat uh it, age didn't define her um wow what what what, are, what more do we want in life exactly to still be swinging at the ball at 90 years old on friday yes. night when i was last there with her she still had no plans of dying you know and on monday unfortunately you know um we we, we lost her but what we gained you know her next journey has already started what we gained from her i mean I'd be hard pressed to her and my grandma, and my mom, like, like, they were my safety nets and the three safety nets I had in a pretty, a pretty um, unsure environment. And I'm just thankful. And I just I wanted to bring your name up because I wouldn't live with myself. Becky, I hope you're listening, you know, your mom, and you guys changed my life. And uh, Winnie, Winnie, your mom lives on to me forever
2: and isn't it a, just a beautiful thing that you know we all have the opportunity um to help and support others through positivity it doesn't matter where you're from what you're doing um clearly you know you've got a circle of people that have had a tremendous influence on you Renny. um you know i've got it i've got the same thing but i think it's one of these things that we all have that opportunity to be that somebody for someone you know mm. and i think you know Got to kind of sit back and look at that from time to time. We all get you know consumed by our own day to day stuff. Um, but I really come to understand as I get older that you know my my mojo and my energy is coming from giving to others. Um, that's that's how I kind of plug myself in. Um, it's not about personal accolades. It's about who can I help um, that probably never expected it. Um, you know, like we're we're helping a guy right now. He's a special forces operative um, and he suffered a lot of head trauma. So he has uh, he has some difficulties learning, um, you know, but we are we are pulling out the freaking red carpet and we are going to make sure that he can absorb everything that he needs to With you're able to run a better business than what he's doing now, which is just really kind of struggling through the day to day. That's what gets me motivated. That's what gets me out of bed. It's opportunities like that, you know.
0: You know, it's my, my questions shifted even, even like, you know, it's time again, you know, I, I, you know, first off my, the pool because of, you know, I'm getting older. Right. And, um, so my pool of people that, you know, built me up as a young person is pretty close to being gone. There's, there's a few left. And I think that's what impacted me the most. But last week, instead of being upset, I, I was struggling with something else pop kind of popped up and I just took some downtime, some much needed downtime. And I didn't take the downtime. I was forward progression the whole way. But what I did is got so much clarity out of it. And I kept asking myself, you know, what's the most important things to me? And, and it's now I've realized that I'm that person to other people. You know, I'm Winnie, I'm Bill, you know, is I'm Walt, I'm Monique, I'm just on those people, you know, Walt Monique, thank God they're still around. Right. But, you know, um, some of my most important men, I got to, you know, Vince is still around my two Vec all my two Vinces. They're still around. Thank goodness. But my life, my childhood, you know, saviors, um, they're gone, you know, they're gone.
2: Well, now, now you know, you're, you're that to somebody.
0: Amen. <laughs> you know, that's,
2: you that, know? that's the so, progression. You, you kind of recognize and, uh, Appreciate that someone is looking yeah. at you from that lens, and and you know respect
0: that. Yeah, it. So it's just it's exciting to start to kind of derail this, but you know let's get into this. Love what you do, and I'm gonna let's talk about the realities. In the, it's, I don't think I think any service business, or a lot of times, you know I think that hunger um, is motivation. So I break it down into three areas that people get into um, service businesses, any service business, it's survival is that, you know, uh, detailing, uh, window washing, uh, there's a lot of other lawn mowing. Uh, there's a lot of industries that you can get into that you can, the, the the startup cost is pretty minimal. And a lot of times you're getting into it just to put peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the table. And yeah. so you've got that aspect of what people are doing right of getting into it. Um, then you got into the the passion side of it. they love cars, they love they they, they, they they wanted they love being their own boss, they they love airplanes. They have all these other things. Uh, the problem with, with both of those is the best one to have. I think you guys is a combination. I, I always, I always always tell people, I still think kind of like a poor guy is that, you know, is, is, you know, where's the next nickel uh, coming from? And should I spend it? You know? Uh, and, and so I think that's wise, but it's also kind of been a setback in some ways too. Uh, Chris will tell you forward marching, I don't have any problem. Pretty, pretty forward thinking, uh, pretty young thinking. And the fact that, you know, we just got, we're just getting onto a marketing campaign. We just redid our website. We're constantly investing our company, Uh, new technologies, uh, AI. You know, I've I've really, really have grasped AI big time. And if you're not, I mean, there's some real advantages to artificial intelligence in business. So all these different things, this passion, uh, the survival mode, I think when you combine it, is that, you know, Michael, here he is successful but you guys think that he wasn't that he didn't have an appetite for more success is look what he's built up in, in, in this. And and I think the reason why is he had he had obviously, you know, is with his, his R8 is a car guy. Right. Uh, but he also had a passion of doing something with his family. And so kind of Michael share with us, because, I mean, you got onto this. You didn't know a lot about the detailing industry. Right. You're a car guy. Yet yet exposure there. But kind of tell us where that. Your 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 immense sense for business, and then kind of combining your passion. Where did where did that join up, and how's it balanced?
2: Yeah, it's it's a little like catching lightning in a bottle too. This doesn't happen all the time, but I think it, it might happen more often than we all give it credit. But we just aren't paying attention. You know, I think we miss a lot of opportunities just by walking by them. You know, we just don't recognize it. Um, I, I kind of recognized it uh, just from being a car enthusiast and going in and having you know, high-end uh, detail work done to the car. And it wasn't a very smooth process ever. Yeah, so it was clear that you know, people got into this. They loved what they were doing. They were high-tech shops. They were doing the best they could. Um, but it was obvious to me as a business executive that they did not have a firm grasp on how to really run a company well. Um, and just the whole customer experience around it. So that's really the impetus behind it. I had no plans of doing this in retirement. It was really the kids came up with the idea uh, to you know, start a software development company. I was the one that picked the market just because I thought we could move the needle. And I wanted to give back to entrepreneurs that didn't have the luxury of a professional experience that I had. Um, it's not that I'm smarter than anybody else, but I have experienced a lot of unique things. Um, I saw how Fortune 50 companies get shit done, <laughs> you know, so I, I understand how to execute against ideas. A lot of people get ideas, but they don't execute. I am I am all about executing because it's not a reality until you do it. Um, so, you know, taking things from just a an idea to a reality, um, that is that is kind of my my thing. And now i doing you know, it with it, my kids. Doesn't get better um, than that. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, when I first when I first the first day I ever met with you, and talked with you, you and Chris, you know, presented, we talked about that many times. I got that in intense, you're, you're a um, you're comfortable in your own skin, you're comfortable where you're at in life, you're comfortable. But I got I got an immense sense that this was so, so much bigger of a mission for you. Because of it, it wasn't just business is it was your kids passion. It was your your passion for maybe helping other people I was picking up on, you know, we'd only spent, you know, maybe a couple hours together. And I was picking up all these different radio signals, you know, and pings. And, um, you know, it hit it right. And you look at what you did. And I've told you, I, you know, I warned a, a buddy of mine that's in the industry that does a lot of software also that, you know, I, I told him, you know, man, th- these guys, if they come out with this, this is going to be a heavy hit because of of their of their, uh, their passions. But yet, I think that you guys coming in and what the other software companies have done, you didn't take anything away from other people is just like detailers, we created more de- you, you guys coming into the market created more demand for software in our industry, not hey, less.
2: All well of you know, we're trying to raise it all up. Right. We're trying to improve the industry. We can't do it single handedly. It's always need competition and help.
0: And, and, and exactly that is if you're if you're if you're a, a blue car entrepreneur, and you're listening to this is guess what in your market? If you've got you and a buddy that's doing it really well, you're not going to shorten the demand. The demand's going to get so strong. You're probably going to have to bring somebody else into your circle um, that you really trust as competition. And That sounds weird. But that's just how we worked it. We know, again, I'll relate everything back to, you know, people that have been on, uh, I'll go back into mountaineering search and rescue, when I'm on a trail, and or, or we're, we're doing a search. And, you know, I can see things that, that the younger team members are doing, because I've been there done that. It's not because I'm all knowing. It's just because and it's not because of what I know. It's because of the screw ups I've done, you know, and so you've got this what I call passion on fire with these young, uh, soldiers and, or, 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 or or law enforcement that, you know, they're gung ho. Um, and you just got to get that gung ho attitude into the right direction. And when you do that, not everybody can do that. Not, not, not everybody can slow their passion down and, and not slow it down. Not everybody can, can temper. It's like riding a horse, you know, Diane's horse is a rodeo horse, which means I don't ride him because he's just too much horse for me. Right and but Diane gets on him and he's 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 totally uh he's totally fine um you got to know your abilities and where you're at now he just went through some advanced training is just about ready to wrap it up i'm going through some training starting here literally next week and now i'm going to be ready to ride him is because i've been down the trail i've gotten more experience doesn't mean i didn't know what i was doing or he was a bad horse neither are true it means that that my our experience level has come together and we're both ready to go to the next level. That's what passion, man, you bring it in together. That's why I think with what you guys did is to create, you know, you're able is that you just lit a fire for, for that was there. Other people were ahead of you. Right. But part of it was timing, but a lot of it was your guys' passion and drive and why your, why, how much of yeah. your why cost you to grow? Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and, and it wasn't money you know usually to be you know really successful if you're just chasing dollars that that's got an expiration date on it um and that isn't going to keep you getting out of bed um so this this was never about the money even at the beginning um it, it was about you know opportunity for me personally to give back but also create something with my kids that can last for generations Um, So this isn't, you know, a a pump and dump thing for us. That is not what we're about. This is about family legacy and and generational, um, you know, a generational opportunity that no one in my family had until, you know, my generation, my mom and dad have it. They were, you know, they were rubbing two nickels together, you know, to make ends meet, you know, so I felt like, uh, all right, I've been really blessed with my professional career, Uh, I've accumulated a lot of tools in my toolbox, it doesn't do me any good if I'm buried with all of it, you know, so it's like, uh, this is my chance to just get it all out, (laughs) Just get it all out, help as many people as I can and help people that I will never meet in my life, but you know, through the work that we put into this, we're able to create a better quality of life for them. And, you know, they don't need to thank me a bit. It's all the thanks I get knowing that there's somebody out there that we've helped move the needle for. And they're, Gosh. you know, yeah. that's the motivation behind it. If you're just chasing dollars, it's got an expiration date on it. Don't chase you know dollars.
1: You, you, you mentioned the chasing dollars things twice now, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of people equate, you know, their income with success. Um, And it just reminded me of of, uh, a quote from Herman Cain. I pulled it up. It's uh, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. If you love what you're doing, you will be successful. And I think that's true. You know, you'll be successful at what you're doing if you love doing it. Um, But you're right. It's not about chasing the dollars. You know, and I
2: mean, mean, yeah, it's easy for me to say because, you know, I've had a long career. So, you know, I've got money. I don't need to make money. Um, so I appreciate that I come at this from a, a little bit different perspective. Um, but it doesn't invalidate it. it's It's still absolutely a truism. Like you know if you can if you can go after things for reasons other than the money, you're gonna find a lot more reward. And incidentally, you'll probably find more money as a, as a result of that. You know, I always looked at my compensation as just a byproduct of good work. Um, and, yeah. You know, trying to make a difference. And if I make a, good, a big enough difference, then there will be monetary reward. But that was never the, the purpose of the work itself. It was not the reward. It was more the work itself and the outcomes and impacting others.
0: Man. Hey, man. You know, there's all kinds. When, he, when I see it, I remember when he said that or I remember seeing the quote the first time. Is that love what you do and you'll never, you know, you'll, you'll be successful the caveats to that and the things that come off of that the little bubbles is that you know, we see we see somebody again, I always look at people I watch documentaries. Um, Two years before I met Diane, I, I was um, convinced by a friend of mine to try out for a team to go for Everest, right? And, and no, I'm not like a serious mountaineer. Like, I'm more like a serious, way serious advanced hiker backpacker. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But I've got a lot of experience in in me, and I've got a lot of search and rescue. So we thought it'd be great. We met this guy, Dave, that had done – he was the uh, first person, I think, to do Everest. He's over 60 years old, and he had done. He'd summited three times over 60, right? So we're going to go with this guy. He's a pretty amazing um, mountaineer. Um, I had knee reconstructive surgery, uh, which held me back. I couldn't go that year. I had to wait uh, until that next season. So I was still training. And then I just, I realized I watched it was one of the deadly seasons where they lost all these people. And I said, what the hell am I thinking? All it is, is a big mountain. Uh, the mountain I really want to climb is life. I'm only 20 something years old. Why am I going to let a mountain take me out when I haven't even climbed the mountain in life that I want to do? And so I backed way off that. <laughs> so I always watch documentaries and I think in the back of her mind, Diane's always re- really worried. Like, one of these days i'm just going to kind of like buying cars he's she's going to come home and there's going to be all this brand new mountaineering air equipment in, and i'm going to announce to her i'm going to you know i'm going to i'm going to shoot for everest because i'm always watching these documentaries and so she says well if you're not going to do it why are you watching these documentaries and i said you know to remind myself that that wasn't my journey you know that i watch these other people and i enjoy i enjoy their passion and what they get out of doing it but i'm okay that's that i don't do it a lot of the reason why i mentioned this a lot of us come into it. And now it's easier than ever. Not easier. We've got more the detailing industry is respected at a degree where we can have an entrepreneur that's not necessarily really in to cars. That's not crazy about it. But they they're crazy about business. We've actually got a lot of those. And I've talked to him more and more in the last five years that you know, it's funny, I'm not even a car person is they're seeing the opportunity. And they're some of these are the I won't mention names, are some of the the biggest, most successful, wealthiest operations in the world. And they were stopped by they started by entrepreneurs versus passion. Now, a couple of those people have also said, Yeah, if I was in the shop working every day, I'd hate it. It's not my thing. So take yourself back to this if you're listening to it. Did I start I started as a survivalist? I was a survivalist. I was one of those that started detailing two different times to, to put bread on the table. Right. But I wasn't crazy about cleaning stuff. I was crazy about cars and airplanes. So I didn't get a kick out of the actual work. I grew into Chris's point. I grew into that to really like it, to see the instant rewards of it is that I did really, really enjoy it. And to this day, my favorite thing about it is the vehicle and being around them. The detailing comes a second, but what I've done is grown into such a, you know, over the last 30 plus years an immense, immense respect of what it takes uh, to do that, especially tying it in mm-hmm. profits per hour. Because I know, you know, we, we train so many people, and we talk to so many people, is that you know, our scope of what we see, it's like you guys, is your scope of what you see in that scope, when you're looking at people using your software is pretty broad, you see it all. So ours, if you narrow it down to okay, we're going to really look at I I can almost look at a person and and talk to them for two or three minutes and get that. Tell them, hey, give me a 360 view of your business. And A, I can read bullshit from 100 miles away. B, I can tell you whether they're doing it for passion and they're broke or C, if they're burned out. I can see that in 100 miles away. We've got more and more people that aren't burned out. We got more and more um, that are entrepreneur minds that are combining the, 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 the 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 passion with the with the drive for success as an entrepreneur. And that's huge. That's massively. Huge. Yeah. And so are you guys I think I know it because a lot of the people I'm talking about, you know, listen, if if they're really successful operations, all of them have got one key thing in common, every single one of them are utilizing um, software, every technology across the board, every single one of them. Um, you know, we rely on it desperately. Uh, like I said, even artificial intelligence. Now, I probably use artificial intelligence three or four times a week um in different formats but michael even in your in your years and how many years are you into it now
2: uh you're able yeah we're five years old
0: five years so have you seen during your time have you seen a shift has there been a shift towards towards going towards is the needle going as you said i think that if you put it on a, on a football field that needle uh is if you put it two categories detailer and entrepreneur is I think that that needle would be pointing much heavier at detailer uh, than it would be uh, towards entrepreneur. Would you agree? And are you seeing a shift? Yeah,
2: it still is.
0: Because I mean, look at it
2: this way. Um, uh, you know, it's hard to tell how many, you know, detail businesses there are, you know, like just call it the United States. But it, it, it's probably north of 100,000, mm-hmm. right? North, north of 100,000, uh, you know, that identify some form of, of detailing business. We got seventeen hundred businesses that run off our software. We're we're nowhere into the market penetration. So the people that, that come to us, you know, and seventeen hundred sounds sounds big, but I look at that like oh, Jesus. We got ninety thousand some odd, you know, people that that are struggling. They're still writing stuff on a paper calendar, using sticky notes. You know, they're they're struggling. They're in survival mode, probably. Absolutely. You know, and I know that well using us or any of the other systems that are designed for this market. This isn't just a unique thing that you're able. Any of these systems will help you run a better business and lead a better quality of life. You know, So all of us combined are just a couple of percent market penetration. So the vast majority of this market, they are still struggling. So they are technicians first and business owners a distant second. But this, you know
0: what's sad, this, the- percentage of failure on those by year seven to 10 is dismal. It's dark, right?
2: You're on the hamster wheel. And, you know, you put yourself there by kind of not recognizing that you don't know everything that you should know to run a business or that you can know to run a business. It's not simple um there's a lot of stuff to kind of think through but thankfully there's you know older people like me and you know remy and people that have been around the block a time or two that can really help you avoid some of the potholes and get you with a good foundation to build upon Um, it's really tough if you're just you know trying to make ends meet by just doing more jobs or you find yourself in a competitive local market and everybody's in a race to the bottom that's not an answer to a long you know successful business, you need to do things differently, and separate yourself, carve out some position in your market that you can own and go after it. And it doesn't happen overnight. You have to be consistent about your behaviors. And you got to stick to your guns and just do it. Don't get caught in that race to the bottom. Nobody wins that thing.
0: You you know, when I started every single one of my businesses up, I started a good friend of mine that had a front, front seat a front-seat uh, view to all of my uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, I, I never – I, man, I'll knock on wood. I, I never had a, a, a business fail, right? I just never failed. But I can tell you this. I was on that hamster wheel a couple times, um, even within mm-hmm. our current businesses, on the hamster wheel a couple times. And it's a sucked place to be. It is not fun. It's um, so fun. <laughs> It's
2: it's just and we all got to be on it from time to time. But you got to recognize one that you are on it, and number two that you got to get off.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you got to jump off. But you know, it's funny because you know, Rich was telling me the other day. Rich, I love you if you're listening. uh, This was the other day. Jesus, this a long time ago. But you know, there was times my business was not my full time thing. You know, I know people say, oh, I'm gonna get a you know, I'm gonna get a part time job or something. No, man, I made my business my part time job. Because I knew I had to get down the road. And myself, even though I, I don't know, I was a different kid. People get a mixed, they they totally don't, unless you really know me, you don't know me. And so they think, oh, man, he's this, he's this uh, egotistical, man, it's far, it's, am I very uh, confident in my abilities? Oh, hell yeah. You know, when it comes to A, keeping a beautiful wife. For 30 years i'm very confident and i am i i i'm very um egotistical about it because i'm proud that diane and i've made it this far and, and and that she's put up with my ass during some of the toughest years of building out you know our little empire that we are now right and then the second thing is i know how to turn i know how to turn a profit and blue collar businesses those are the two things i'm the rest of the rest of everything in in life i don't know you know um there's, there's times people kind of be mad how'd you manage how, how'd you manage having kids and building this business? Uh, nothing I'd go to. I can tell you what I did wrong. Um, but, you know, is was I successful? Absolutely. Look at our kids. You know, they're, they're they're great kids. That didn't come from bad a bad situation. It came from a, they watched me. And if you ask my kids, hey, you're going to get in entrepreneurship? Nope. Why? Because they watched dad and mom, right? And so they've <laughs> each figured out their own past in life. But, you know, the, the, the benefits, let's talk about passion. Because I, I think that, you know, God, it's a, there's two hands. We have two. Well, most of us have two arms, right? Two sets of hands. And, and the reason why is that dexterity, right? It's the same thing. You have to have passion, but you've got to have wisdom, too. And that's a tough combination. But let's talk about the, the benefits of passion, increased motivation, and enthusiasm. OK, so mm-hmm. that's natural. But what's the flip side that to Michael? Is that we see this and i i think you're going to go the same direction but you know we've got this increased motivation and enthusiasm but what's what it's like a, ra, a rabid dog right now what's going on in the industry is that when you have that much motivation and enthusiasm based off of passion there's a byproduct of that too what do you think that byproduct is michael
2: yeah i mean if you're if you're all gas and no rudder
0: oh, amen
2: you got no you got no direction baby no direction. <laughs> and you know, just to use uh, you know a racing analogy on, on the racetrack, uh, the fastest people are the best breakers. I love that. <laughs> right? It, it, those are those are the people who win. They know how to frigging break. Right. Everybody knows how to hit the gas. You got to know how to break and when to break.
0: <laughs> so I, I got to, I've gotten to a few driving schools. Right? I'm probably the best one I went to was in mid Ohio uh, with Malco uh, in the industry. And hey, thanks, Malco, um, Seth, you, you're a rock. But you know, I'm taking it you've gone through driving instruction, Michael, because you're pretty. You know, you're probably semi-pro, right? Um, when you start really learning the braking, most people that were on the course with me that that's what that's what got to them, is that they'd be on the radio and you'd be going in and you see a ninety degree turn coming up, and you're saying, okay, shouldn't they be yelling break at me by now? And I just I I didn't. I just they said pedal the metal, go as fast as I could, and I was. And when they said brake, break, break, man man and then they say off and i just try to get it as quick as i can is that right and it's it's that's what takes people yeah. out of the race is because they
2: so passion, I mean, passion is important you know because it fuels you you know but that doesn't win the race right no. it's all the little things around it that win the race it's uh you know understanding how to create a really smooth customer experience so people feel good about doing business with you you know so you can have all the passion in the world but if you're difficult to do business with you're not going to win people over long term and
1: if you're not a people
0: person
2: you better be yeah yeah, because a lot of a lot of um you know naturally introverted people migrate towards entrepreneurialism (laughs) because you know they don't want to you know work for the man kind of mentality or they they just you know they don't get energy from being in like an office environment with a lot of other co-workers uh, they just naturally feel better in a bit more of a solitude type of situation, but that just tells you that you have something to work on, right? You can get out of that that little zone, just squ- push push the boundaries a little bit to to be a little bit more communicative um, and personable with with the the customers that you interact with, and then just over time. You know, you're going to find that that you keep expanding that and expanding it and you find yourself more and more comfortable over time. Um, but you still have that underlying passion. That's that's the push behind it. But now the the push has more forward momentum to it than just spinning the hamster wheel in the same spot. Well, you know,
1: so I, I was going to say that passion. Right. It has it has to be more than just having passion to do the thing, to do the task. Right you know, like for us as detailers, we have to be, you know, that passion can't just be to go out to the garage or the shop and work on a car. You have to, that passion has to fuel your desire to want to learn more about it, to want to learn more about the business side of it, to want to just dive in deep in all aspects of the business, not just the actual act of working on the car and and making things shiny and pretty.
0: Well, the other thing is when you have that passion going, a lot of times that passion is ignorance on fire Is you're not watching your profits per hour. You don't know what your expenses are. You have no idea because you're spending so many hours that you would have been better as a greeter at Walmart um, that day. You know, and that's okay every once in a while to put yourself in those positions. But all too many people are putting in there to where they're just they look at the job. Yeah, you just got twenty five hundred bucks off that job. But at how long it took you and how long you had the car and how long it locked up your square footage to, to to do it is you just paid 20 bucks an hour. How are you going to pay your bills off 20 bucks an hour, you know, as a business? The answer is you're not, you know, not even going to come close. And so what about improved job well, satisfaction, you
2: know, it just inevitably leads to less time with your loved ones. And that's where yeah. you're really paying the price. You, you really got to think about the price that you're paying. Yep. Um, so I, I'm constantly coaching people to get off the damn hamster wheel, get out of the shop, just get more efficient around the services that you do deliver get better at scheduling. Um, so you know, you're not in and, and get rid of the damn OCD that you're trying to chase perfection on every paint correction, you know, correct it enough to make your customers
0: happy and move on. <laughs>
1: you know,
0: you know, I, you know? I, I, I am car crazy and plain nuts. You know, and some would say probably more nuts than car crazy. I I, I I I do not want to make my own vehicle perfect. And the reason why is because I know six months later, it's not going to be perfect again, so I bring it back to where it'll get me through the next six months. I'll be happy looking at it, uh, especially if you close one eye and stand five feet away. Um, and and I say that because the car's going to age, and I'm such a driver of every all my vehicles. We just drive them, you know. We drive them. I enjoy them. Their their life is that. God, stop, you know, you know. It's it's like this. If if you've never smoked a, I'm I'm I'll, I enjoy a good cigar every once in a while, and as little as I smoke them anymore is that when I do have one, I do not want a shitty cigar. You know, I want a really, really good tasteful cigar, something that I like for my taste. And, and 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 detailing is the same way when when I buy something that is, you know, we just got new furniture for the shop dropped off. I bought something because I went to that level is listen, I'm probably not at the same financial level uh, level where I bought the furniture of their average customer, I'm probably on the lower end but i like quality and i don't want to buy things twice your customers are the same way why i went over with that that provider was a everything's everything's custom made to your specs specifications b they make an appointment to work with you to sell you the furniture I didn't want to walk in there and have some 19 year old person that doesn't know shit because they just went through a, a nine hour training the two days before. And that's all they know about the, 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 the furniture. I went to this, this young lady that had been there for 17 years and she sat there and spent half the time asking me questions and then filled out. And she goes, okay, these are the, these are the, this the pieces I want to show you Did I buy, I gave her my money and you can learn, yeah, you know? is absolutely you know and did i pay more And, and ironically i told this story before is i walked out of that establishment and just i mean 100 yards of football field away was one of the big box store furniture places right and so i when i talked to her i said how busy you know were you this was at christmas time and so i i she goes i've been here 17 years never we have never seen a november and december like we've seen this year never in 17 years i walked down the way and i'm looking around again that 19 year old kid um you know that doesn't no know i say, hey man uh, how long you worked here oh you know i think it was six months and i said cool well, i bet you guys were busy over this christmas he goes dorter deader in a doornail. uh matter of fact they're talking about <laughs> shutting the door down and i was like yeah. crap, how can you go from literally here to 100 yards away and have and it, it, the, the thing was the environment that created and they made they, they're, making their, they're making their customers feel special now when if you go look at the furniture does it look on the outside all that high end? Go look at it in five or 10 years, as long as my dog doesn't eat it again. You know, yeah, there you go.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think people put enough um, credence into creating a unique and very good prof- uh, professional customer experience, um, you know, but like you paid a premium for that and you felt good about it, mm. right? That's where, that's where you should all be. Think about yourselves as a consumer. When you're looking at your business, mm-hmm. you're always on the inside, just so inwardly. Think about your business from a consumer's point of, of view. Is that a business that you want to do business with? Hey, Amen. Mm, damn. Do you do you, want, do you want to buy from the guy that's in the race to the bottom? No. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I discount them right off the bat. I'm looking for somebody that has separated themselves because they got the confidence to charge a freaking premium. You know, and I, and I expect to get a good customer experience from it. Why do you go to the Ritz Carlton? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, it's, it's, you're just lit a fire underneath me right now, Michael. This is great. I knew this was going to be fun. You know, when they went to deliver it and I'll tell you two stories when they went to deliver it, it was when I walked out, they, they had it sitting on the edge on the ground. Okay. Well, I'm a leather guy, right? I'm a leather repair technician by trade. I, I did that in high end corporate jets for years and I'm seeing them set this this thing I just paid a fortune for on the round and I'm about ready to lose it. And I look at a big sticker and you want to tell me this wasn't this, this isn't part of their marketing. It says, don't worry. This is all packed in scratch proof packing." And I went, Oh my God. I mean, right then and there my sense of ownership and pride in doing business with the company that took a lot of money out of my pocket. And then the next thing they did was brilliant is on the furniture, I, I gotta be honest, I sat there last night, everybody went to bed, I went, walked out, I sat, but I lo- started looking at what came with the with the furniture. And there's a splotch of the exact leather that we had the, the stuff made with. And it said two things. It says, fill, fill the durability of this leather and smell smell the quality of the leather. And I sat there rubbing the couch with my left hand and sniffing and rubbing the leather with my right hand. And I'm going to tell you, it was worth the ten freaking thousand dollars, just to sit there on my couch, <laughs> and smell that damn leather, and feel it on my booty. And I just, you know, the, their experience made me feel like a million bucks. And and so yeah. I got. And then here's the other amazing thing. This comes back to to software. What did I get when I woke up this morning? I get a text message from them saying, "Hey, how did we do on the?" This is a simple question. It will take you exactly five seconds to, answer, uh, to 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 do the survey. So I went, well, yeah, I had a good experience. So they said, how was the experience of delivery? And they, you only had three choices, um, poor, good, or great. And so I put great. Bam. Okay. Next day, another one comes in right before I got on this, and it says, hey, would you take the time to give us a Google, a Google rating? And I'm like, holy shit, these guys. They suckered me in on, on five seconds. And guess what I'm going to go do? I'm going to go give them a really nice rating. Because yep. hey, they. here's the other thing. The furniture came in almost a month ahead of time. Is they mm-hmm. delivered on what they promised and then some. So what can you learn from that? And so, you know, that re, uh, and, 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 and enhanced creativity and innovation. Listen, you don't have, that company didn't go out and invent the software That got me engaged with them. Um, That they didn't take, and when I looked them up, I already knew them. I'd driven by them a few times. I knew they were there. We had kids, dogs. I mean, you know, our 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 life our lives are very much an outdoor life, and so we've had nice furniture our whole life. But we wanted something to the next level because our kids are gone, and we our dog that eats furniture is finally hopefully matured, and I'll probably go in there here shortly, (laughs) and and the couch is gone. Uh, But it's yeah right. it's like god damn don't 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 chew it please um but they even have you can buy dog dog, dog damage insurance for your furniture now oh yeah so, <laughs> oh yeah so guess what 500 bucks i was like take my money it's good for three years take, take my money it's not replace. it's just repair but now if we do have a problem they'll come out and re- and, and, and repair it so i'm like damn they, they didn't figure this out is it's taken them generations this company's 50 years old but they've had enhanced uh, creativity and innovation. Where does that come from? From partnering with, with different people by engaging, like you that are listening right now, that you that are live is engaging, and then better performance is success. When you have when you have that much passion and you're going to event, I love to watch these trolls online that sit there and 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 badmouth them, the mobile tech or what's going on or if we're hosting an event or this group's hosting an event that tribe's got something and they're ragging on all the different tribes, right? And yet, you never see their ass at an event. You know why? And oh, I'm too busy for that. No, you're not. You're too broke for that. Is you're too busy being broke because you 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 your business can't live without you. That's a problem, and a lot of people don't see it. And 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 listen, yeah. I know how it is. I'm not talking to you that that are in like growth mode or survival mode. We all had to get out of that, right? I dig that. And you better not lose leave your business. It needs you right now. But at some point, and Michael already alluded to it. At some point, you got to be able to take and cut that, that that umbilical cord of your business and be able to break away. Or all you have is a high-paying job. Guess what? At some point, the, the burnout's going to be real for you. It's going to be real and it's going to be ugly.
2: Yeah, burn, burnout's a real thing, um, and you don't need to have it. You know, but but unfortunately, passion fuels burnout if you don't have good direction. You yeah, because then you're all gas, no break. <laughs> Yeah. No, and no, no. no, and no water. You know, you're just buzzing around endlessly.
0: No, it's exactly it. You know, it's funny because we got something coming up, and I wanted to take and just is, is, and talk about it a little bit. But you know, we we we're we're combining. We're we're hosting an event over in Hawaii because we've been there's so many great detailers um, over there. So we're going to do some events live. Uh, we're going to go to one of our mafia member shops and do some stuff. We got mafia members coming in for an event, but we're really giving back to the industry, right? And, and, and why is you just hit on something right there is is that that enhanced creativity and innovation is it's it's a way for us to get back to a, to an audience that let's face it, for, for a lot of the country, if you get east of the Mississippi, Hawaii's Hawaii's a journey. You know, I mean that's a big trip. I mean, it totally changes for us on the West Coast, not quite as hard, but for you guys, it's a lot easier to get to the Caribbean than it is to go in, you know, to, to Hawaii. So I I yeah. you know we've been watching this before What's that? you you yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You get to Spain. You get to Spain the same same time or less that you get to Hawaii, right? And so it's 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 we've been having our eye on it since way before COVID happened. And and finally I just said, hey, Chris, let's go. But one of the things is Chris is a history nut. Um and so you know, we're gonna we're gonna take him for a little tour, we're going to the Pearl Harbor, you know, we're gonna get the the history side of it, uh, and 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 get on our you know, our heritage and feeling um proud to be an american and all that good stuff by going and touring some of the the different things that's going on so now i do have a little surprise for him um so we'll we'll see how he holds up to these surprises we're going to do something pretty unique over in hawaii and we uh, are
1: huh? we are yeah we are we are Uh, but we got good shirts on yeah i was gonna say i i know your connections over there and i know what Mm -hmm. kind of toys they have access to i'm not sure i'm ready for that one
0: yeah. Oh, uh, you're ready. You just don't know it, you know. So this is a big one: is that when you have passion, you love what you do. Is the resilience that you create from that is 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 pretty intense. I do think that this is where is that when you just purely love something, it's really hard to give up on it. You know, it's really it's like your kids. If you know, if 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 um, there's a lot of motivators, but if you want to see my 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 chubby butt get up and move with 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 purpose is just tell me one of my kids is injured or need something and mm-hmm. or Diane, you will see me move at lightning speeds. Um, you know, if, 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 if people were trying to stop me from getting to my kids, it's going to take more than two people is you're going to have to have three or four to one, uh, to stop me from getting to my kids is that it's because of passion. Well, I think that happens when our businesses too. is that the resilient side of it, the willingness to not give up. And so many, people, Michael, I think you'd agree with this, but I'd love to hear your input on this. So many people give up too early. Is that, you know, yeah, your business is struggling, but go get a full time job, make this your part time thing. And if you really, really love it, and you like it, and you see purpose, and you've got, you've got things going in the right direction, hold out a little longer. Work, I mean, work a little harder. That's the
2: time um, people are jumping off instead of just hitting the brake and reassessing. Um, You know, if you've got, you know, passion around your business, but you aren't happy with how like the results that are that you're currently getting, that doesn't mean the business is flawed. It means you need to look at things a little bit differently. Get somebody in who's a business coach that can help you shore up some of the just the fundamentals, Uh, because generally that's what's going on. Right. You're you're happy pouring water into your bucket, but you got holes coming out the bottom. So you're just constantly in the top, you know, but you're not filling the bucket. So you need to look at things differently. And that's when you, you you take a break and you kind of give yourself some space to reassess what's going on with the business. What is it that's that's not solid about the business and leading you thinking to, to leave it? You know, because you don't need to leave, you just need to fix it. But first you need to diagnose it. <laughs> so yeah. that, that happens by doing some freaking critical thinking, sitting back and really looking and assessing how what's your pricing. Is your pricing enough to support your current business, uh, you know, operating model. If it's not, then you need to look at raising your prices. How do you do that? You need to de- de- deliver a good premium, you know, customer service as well as, you know, service service, technical service. You got to be the guy selling the furniture to Rennie, right? And Rennie on at 30% off. No, Rennie's paying full dollar for something good. That's going to last, right? That's, that's his buying mentality. You need to tap into that buying mentality in your market because it exists in spades enough to drive your business to new heights. But you need to freaking take a breath and reassess how you're running your company, you know, before Amen. you just abandon.
0: You know, and it's 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 a lesson learned, too. We always kind of stayed away from going with that kind of higher-end furniture when our kids are younger, just because, you know, when they're kids and teens. And we, had, we have a 10-year gap.
1: operating the- model.
0: Well, well, yeah. So you know what what was really interesting in the store was, is they had bought back a couch from a customer, and the story was on the couch. And the story, because this is really this company doesn't do anything but leather. That's all they do. Okay, that's all they do. They they bought this couch back, and the story of this family was on next to the on a pedestal on a on a sign, and basically the couch had survived twelve years of raising kids, and when they got it. I think the kids were four to fifteen or sixteen, right? So that couch went all the way through the teen years of the youngest one, and I'm going to tell you, it looked weathered and it looked even it looked even more valuable. Um, and so I was like, "Damn, man, we could have we could have gone with this direction." I wasn't educated, and so by I, I told these guys, you know what? You need you guys need to have a video on your website because if I would have saw saw that as a younger consumer. Um, I, I would have, per- even though it's out of my range, it's still something we wanted, but we didn't think it would last. Now you've shown me that we want it and it would last. And so, how yeah. much, how much educating your customers? do? You- say, my, market, my, my market won't pay for that. How do you know?
2: Yeah, you and, know? and more importantly, like that couch, it isn't supposed to look new after 12 years, right? <laughs> right. I know. But the fact that that it held up and it looked like it was lived in and enjoyed right (laughs) that's how it should have looked you
0: you could have taken that in and put it into because it was distressed leather now so to their point you could have had a leather technician come out and literally put some like cleaned it up a little bit and cleared it for maybe i don't know a couple hundred dollars you know and and it would have looked like distressed high-end distressed leather i mean they charge more for that you know because they don't they can't age it 12 years. They gotta they've got to go through a process that takes machinery and manpower to, to age it like that, to make it like that. And 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 to me, I said, how many people have wanted to buy this couch? And they said, pretty much weekly, somebody wants to buy it because it looks so good. The <laughs> yeah. other thing they did is they had part of it, a third of it redone is that a leather one of their leather, leather technicians came in and it didn't redo it. All they did was they 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 took and enhanced it cleaned it up. And then the patina was left behind. And I got to tell you, it looked better with the patina. It, it looked, it looked okay. Like I think it went from like a, you know, a, a $8,000 couch to a $12,000 couch. Cause it just, it just looked, it looked like it belonged in a, uh, a, a really, really uh, upper end home. It really did. And so, yeah. you know, our, our convictions in our, our tribal knowledge, our, our knowledge sometimes even as technicians is that, you know, we, we don't see, we don't, we, 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 we can't see through the trees. You know, we, we it's, it's, you're in this jungle in your, in your mind and in, in your world, and you don't see the opportunities that are out there, you know? And so, and then personal fulfillment, how, how big is this one? Is I think when you do love this now in recent times, you know, we've had a shift, like we talked about before, we're, we're seeing a lot of, and I won't say a lot, but we're seeing a, a small, but increasing um, number of people coming into the industry that are really educated, um, very like like I'm talking Ivy League education, right? And they're very motivated uh, with entrepreneur skills. And they're, they're they're running, they looked at this thing, and they're planning it, and they're building it with an entrepreneur spirit versus a passion spirit. Now, one of those was a really, you know, as a, a professional, as an attorney, and I was asking them when they're here training, they said, why? And they said, I'm just tired of the golden handcuffs. You know, I want to get out. I want to own my time. I've done my time in corporate. And now what I want to do is something I love. Ooh, that to me, can you imagine what now? They're probably going out right now and their desire wasn't to build a big empire. Their desire was to build a life, a lifestyle business that would support their their needs for 150, $200,000 a year in income which is nothing to sneeze at. But they had done so much planning that I, I believe they've, they've achieved that goal in a relatively short time because they came into it with, a, with an entrepreneur spirit. Oh, you can do it in
2: this market. This, this market is an absolute gold mine, I think. So for, for everybody that's listening and getting into this, you can lead a really meaningful life. Um, you know, very rewarding from a financial standpoint but also just from a standpoint of, you know, being able to be the controller of your time. Um, you can make it what you want it to be. Like Mark, Mark Barger, Mark Barger. I always use Mark as an example. You know, Mark's living out in the middle of freaking cornfields in Southern Illinois, and he is freaking killing it because yeah, he's yeah. running the. he wants to run. He doesn't want to build a big empire. He wants to lead a good life. that lets him, you know, get, know his kids and have a good marriage with his wife and have enough money that they can do whatever they want. But it doesn't mean he's going to, you know, drop a million bucks on the bottom line every year, you know, but he doesn't need to be fulfilled. So everybody's got their own kind of, you know, definition around what fulfillment is. Um, But whatever you do, just make sure there's another dimension to it than just the money. You really got to think about the value of your time because once that second's gone, it's never coming back.
0: Well, closing thoughts, I think that really does a good job. The other thing to kind of just just go off that is that, you know, a week ago Monday watching somebody, one of the most powerful people I've ever known or or ever will known take her last breath. And when it happened, I sat there and I had to wonder, and I I kept quiet for a while. I didn't say anything to anybody else. But as as we sat there and just kind of absorbed what had just happened is, you know, if I could back up, that that clock just to 1520 minutes before and she was conscious and I could ask her a question. I would ask her this was all the stress and hard work that she's a serious entrepreneur, they brought in 10s of millions. I mean, in their lifetime, well into eight figures right In their in their business. But I'd ask her, I mean, they, they build a business. They work their ass off. I want to talk I want to say that they're, they're the average old school mentality entrepreneurs you know and I I'd, I'd like to go back and ask her was it worth it and if you had to do it over again what would you change now finally the family we sent out and we all I asked them that question and all of us came up with the answer is I think she would have liked to spend more time with with Pete with the people she loved and probably created a little more flow and less stress in her life um, because she was she was she was a firefighter. She, she put a lot of, um, she put a lot of, of fires out in her own life and, and other people's lives. And I think she would have liked to have had a little more peace in her life and a little less chaos. And so mm-hmm. the caveat is I, for the first time in my entire adult life last week is I took four down days is that I was struggling with what, uh, that shit, the, the crap we brought back from mobile tech, um, just hadn't slowed down turned into a little pneumonia. Um, I just witnessed her pass away, which was one of the saddest, but it's crazy one of the saddest but yet one of those memorable experiences of my entire life. Um, while I was sad, I was far more proud um, of just that I had the honor and that she, she she saw that I was fit enough to receive her gold that she handed out. She didn't hand it out to everybody but I got gold, you know, I didn't get the silver or bronze that she had to offer. You know, I got gold and uh, I was just so honored to be a part of that, but I had to lit- reflect back and this is I- I'll share some intimate is that I came up with the fact that a, I got to live every day, the rest of my days. Cause we don't know how many we have left. I don't care if you're old, young, middle-aged doesn't matter. We just don't know, right. When that last breath is going to happen. I got to live it. I got to live everything and, and I got to make it more about the people, my people, you know, I got to make it a lot more about them. Um, B is I want to live an impact on more people's lives. Is that I've got to figure out how to to, how to get to another audience that's respectful of my time. Um, And and I got some ideas, you know, on how to do that. And then I I wanted to take and honor myself with a little steeper boundaries. uh, And a little more time with me and making myself healthy in ways that I've ignored myself a lot. That's it. I'm going to be honest, if you go in there, not on one of those we're make more money. And Michael said it <laughs> earlier, is that I could stop today. You know, is do I need as much money as that we bring in every single year right now? No answer is no. I could live on a, a, a really slow the pace down. But the part that eats up a lot of my time is the part of giving it to others. and That's the part I don't want to give up. Um, yeah. I can't. Same. I just, you know. <laughs> right? I can't. And so Michael, thank you. You know, this This wasn't you sharing input. This was you sharing your journey. And, you know, not a lot of people go out there and, and, and give it critical like this. Yeah. So respectful. And, you know, we got so many of us in the industry that are doing this and, 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 and I just, you know, I'm, I'm a better person and a better business person because of of you you know and your family and other people like you in the industry and so you know I just you know folks go if you if you haven't checked out you're able you know we we, we don't charge you know you're not in a club or anything to be sitting in on these calls and basically this was a, a conversation with a, with a great man that I just had and a lot of man I got a lot of respect for her. and um, it was it was uh, you just got to hear a almost a conversation that Michael and I'd have in private. And you just heard it, and so you know. A, share this podcast with others, and then B, go over and show some appreciation for your able. You know, thank them. Uh, I think that's one thing we didn't talk about is that we see it all the time, Michael. And see if you agree with me. I can always tell a person that's either coming up that's going to really do well, or a person that's done very well that shows great appreciation. And and I think showing that a great appreciation is a true sign of a winner and somebody that gets it.
2: Mm -hmm. No, I, would agree with that. Um, you know, so, so many people, they don't, uh, they don't take the opportunity to, to, to really be grateful, uh, for what other people have done for them. Um, certainly as us, as a software developer, uh, people don't pat us on the back a lot. They usually come to us with, you know, something that the system's not doing for them <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, you don't get a lot of attaboys um, in this business, um, but we get, um, we get some very, very heartfelt and meaningful things behind the scenes. And that's what keeps us going. So, you know, I and mean, we're dealing with the public and you know how that is. You're going to have a spectrum of people. Some are going to oh, be yeah. respectful. We're going to be disrespectful, Um, but we are really energized by just the, uh, the personal impacts we make. And we hear about those behind the scenes and that's what it's all about for us. You know, it's not about being the giant, you know, enterprise. Um, It's about making impacts on individual people.
0: Well, you know, I get rid of the haters and the doubters and the, and the uh, mumblers and the whispers pretty quick in my life now. And so from our, from our, perspective of seeing we hear so many great things about your company because of the tribes we associate with you know some of them are brand new in the industry but they're class acts some of them are Mm -hmm. 20 30 you know 40 year veterans and we just uh we hear a lot of a lot of people singing your song you know of of well done and just keep up whatever whatever you're doing and uh, i think you guys have really you know you're, you're you're you wanted to move that needle my friend and i think you've done it and just in today and sharing your knowledge and input you've helped move the needle for people across the world so uh thanks for coming on chris thanks for for helping me on this one and uh michael it's always good to yeah. see you uh can yeah. hey yeah. you're gonna go visit That's any shops you're gonna go visit any shops in that r8
2: oh yeah we're we've got yeah. uh well we're sponsoring a car you know a, a tv show now uh cars and coffee yeah. exposed so so we're uh, we're going to do a shop tour running down to Augusta, Georgia, and a shop tour on the way back up. So we've got Cinescope in tow. Uh, we're we're already making those phone calls, and you know, lots of tears being shed whenever we say, you know, we're going to be swinging by, and they're like, "You got to be kidding me! You're coming to visit my shop?" It's like, "Yes, we are." That's so exciting! <laughs> you know, so I love being able to do that—it's random acts of kindness. Um, it doesn't cost anybody a penny. It's cost them a little bit of their time um, to to. You know spend with us um and we we just love doing it so th- those phone calls are the best ever because <laughs> they're just so out of the blue nobody knows we're going to be in an area and we call and say hey we'd like to we you stop know, by get your story
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i dig it well hey have fun man always a pleasure to have you on so everybody uh, again we thank you so much for uh for just coming on and we we appreciate all you do and 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 hopefully we continue to feed you it's uh, one of our biggest goals. And so, everybody, have a blessed day. And, uh, you know, uh, the message I would probably send, and Michael just hit it, is just go show, go, sh- go show somebody that's helped move the needle for you. Appreciation. That's my challenge walking away. So, take care, everybody. Amen. Happy Detailing. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. Right, thanks. Nice. thanks for listening to the Rennie Doyle podcast, brought to you by Detailing Success and PNS Double Black. Listen to new episodes weekly, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts,
1: Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to share with your friends and colleagues.